Hello and welcome to Growing the Weird Podcast, episode number seven, where we make funny jokes so you don't have to. Kick it. Two fat men talk Star Trek, the next generation. Join us on our continuing journey. Oh yeah. We actually make funny jokes? No, but they don't have to either. Alright. Well, they're somewhat funny to us. Yeah, I mean, we've made some pretty good jokes. But that's like just through sheer volume. Yes. You throw a dart at a wall 99 times out of 100, you may mess, but that one time. You could just put the monkeys thing. Hmm? Put enough monkeys, enough typewriters. You're going to quit a line of Shakespeare. <sighs> yeah, but that's overdone. It's the same thing. It might be, but I've heard the monkeys and Shakespeare analogy so much, it just kind of numbs it to me. What from? Everywhere. You do any sort of like creative lighting or whatnot, like somebody's going to throw up like the monkeys and tight light as an analogy. Yeah, but it's good though. And uh, if you don't make it, and that's what I realise, like, oh, it only just means that anyway. And <laughs> I'll let you believe that. Okay. Justice! <laughs> With a big smile on my face. <laughs> yes, barely likes this episode. It's really funny. Um, I forgot most of it, to be fair, and watching it last night as... I can see why you enjoy it. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world for me, but I can see why you enjoy it. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it when um, they went on the prison ship. Throwing a brank there. All oh, right. They went on the, they got on the prison, uh, well, it's prison station. It's in, it's in space, don't worry. Hmm. And uh, there's a, a justice field around it. I think it's called justice field. And whatever they do happens to them. That, that I'm thinking of their dwarf there, not yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, an episode called Justice. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it made me laugh because I was talking about it at work and yeah. he's like, oh yeah, I, I like that. It's the, the scouser goes to the prison and I'm like, uh... Yeah, the dwarf. It's, uh, is that a series nine? Or something like That's that? That's one of the early ones. Oh. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't series nine. It was, ooh. Oh. It was with Crichton. Oh, no, it's just with you saying that when they go to prison, I always think the prison, because they had a whole series of like, yeah. when they were in the lower deck prison, didn't they? Yeah. Pete. Is that you, Pete? Lemma, do you know what happens when you give a dinosaur a cow vindaloo? <laughs> Season four. Ah, okay then. Oh, okay. It might not have been a station. It's <laughs> a world. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And chances are, if you know Red, if you know Star Trek, you'll know Red Dwarf. Yes. Because they so horribly ripped from it. And Patrick Stewart was so close to suing them. And he saw a joke and he's like, I'll let it go. Yeah, Patrick should have seemed a little bit uptight in his younger years, didn't he? Yeah, I think it might have been after season three. I think there was a, he did an interview, he might have been with, it might, it might have been with Robert Llewellyn, mm. or, or I'm, I'm hoping Robert Llewellyn, or James Corden, which we went about that last time. No one likes you. No bother. And even Patrick Stewart didn't like me. <laughs> and they made up afterwards, but that was... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because Patrick Stewart like, just completely roasted him on a uh, awards podium, didn't he? Yeah, it didn't go too well, to be honest. It was a bit, but they made up the scene. I mean, I don't know what it was from, but I just remember seeing him talking, and they were in bed together, and he was there wearing his Star Trek uniform, and he was like, "What? What were you doing? Some of you things you said was really hurtful, Patrick." And he's like, "I don't know. I was drunk." <laughs> also, he was the the unfunny, and still is. Yeah, which one? I'm guessing James Corden. Yes, he wouldn't dare tarnish the name of Patrick Stewart. I don't know. I think I've been fairly critical on Patrick Stewart with the degree of reverence that he does deserve because the man is a good actor. Just 
later on in life tangent here i think he's acted a bit too long but i think that's the thing with a lot of actors hey the audience wants it mm. i want it I quite enjoyed the trailer for Series 3 when that, seen it yet. That when two certain characters popped up at the end. Before that, it just seemed like very mediocre to me. All oh, right, I haven't seen it yet. I keep forgetting to you. You sent me the link as well, and yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Fleetingly going back to the episode, which we were doing, we'd stayed, we didn't go far from it. We're talking yeah. about Stuart. Um, this one's the eighth one that was produced and the seventh released. Worley Thorne and Ralph Willis wrote it, with right. Worley Thorne uh, doing the screenplay, and James L. Conway directed again. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure he does some good episodes. Yeah. But I'm just... You can tell they had fun with this one. <laughs> one of the ongoing jokes of the podcast is the like a creepy smile. That was evident throughout this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything happened, like a creepy smile. Not Where so. were we? Gonna just talk about the uh, Ponfar night. Which, that episode, that planet, is it's Pond Fortnite, every night. I don't see any Broadsport. It's not Pond Fortnite without Broadsport. Um, you, you, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. They didn't spend a lot of time on there. They weren't supposed to spend a lot of time on there because it's <laughs> not within the realms of the Prime Directive in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I brought that up to you, didn't I, before the recording. Later on in the episode, they're like, oh, we have rules, it's called the Prime Directive. You're already on the planet, you're <laughs> thinking of turning it into a holiday resort of all things. But yes, when somebody commits a crime, then you enforce the prime directive. As you said, though, they were just kind of feeling things around. And it's the first series, so you let yeah. continuity slide a little bit. If I only did that with Discovery. Uh, I kind of did. I they, And then they killed off Lorca, who was the best character. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> and Devin Gray and every time and and then you told me they in second series they killed off my second favorite character so I was double done. <laughs> yeah, they brought him back. Yeah, yeah, but is he still the same one? Just the crone of the original, such as has he been through many transporter incidents. Everyone's been there. <laughs> <laughs> you said it and you realised midway through the sentence, didn't you? No, I don't. I was building up to it. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. You sort of... Oh, no, I know. I, I, I was building up to it. I promise my fingers aren't crossed by my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the... Do you know what this means? <laughs> Let's just discuss that for the listeners in case they don't know. <laughs> no, it's like to hark on about my dislike of Discovery because that seems to be a common thread. I've actually seen every episode I've harked about my dislike of Discovery. And we may as well do it here for a minute or so. It's, they had a brilliant thing to do with like Lorca, but no, they killed him to give a two-dimensional character the screen, and then just it was gone. Okay, is that? Is that... Uh, it's, it's, uh, like, you I need to get jingles, so it'll be like this is the Discovery rant jingle. They and that wasn't even a rant. That was just I care so little about it. That it's not even rant worthy at this point. The funny thing is, though, because when I, I've kind of ranted it, well, not ranted, I've um, expressed misgivings about it, mm. and you've defended it, which is really weird. As I've said a few episodes ago, it's not my Star Trek. People can enjoy it. I certainly do not. That's like Marvel, though. I saw the I saw what you put on Facebook with Marvel. Oh, uh, they, they, after what they've done to Planet Hulk, is uh, they they uh, calm down, calm down. <sighs> This, is, uh, this isn't Marvel, this is Star Trek. It was basically a corpse already, but now it is so dead to me, I think it's even stopped like me looking at the Deadpool 3. And I want to see <gasps> Deadpool 3 so badly. 
Did you, did you hear that? That was the first one I did then. The second one was taking the mick a little bit, but yeah. the first one was genuine shock. I can't articulate what they have done to basically miff me off. Because it's you don't screw a Planet Hulk. I mean, Lagnarok, that was, you can't condense Planet Hulk to a two-hour movie. You, you can't. Right. Like, I, I'm not a, a big fan of the comics, okay? Yeah. So, And I'm, I'm guessing other people aren't either. So I want this question answered, yeah? Okay. Planet, there's a Planet Hulk, yeah? Yeah. That was made, but I thought Hulk, the Hulk, Bruce Banner, became the Hulk through accident. What? Who? When? What? They? You mean allegedly? I, I'm going. I, I'm going through like movie lore from what I've seen. What I remember. It what was, are you on about MCU lore or actual comic lore? Um, the film. He injected himself on it, or there was an agent. I don't know what it's called now. Agent X, something like that. Uh, you know about the first film with Edward Norton, aren't you? Yeah, the first death was Dan Stanley. And he, I thought it kind of followed on from that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that it does. Just to change Edward Norton into Mark Ruffalo. Who I really enjoyed Mark Ruffalo. Then he became a wee bit too woke for his own good. And then Hulk became really soft. Which really annoyed me because Hulk is like one of my favourite Marvel characters. Because just I like the duality of nature. And Hulk is pure duality. I mean... There's but mil- that's not the, that's the, the thing question I'm about. So mm. he was like a, a, a result of a well, quote unquote experiment. Yeah. Where something freak happened, and there's a whole planet of them. What's this planet Hulk? What's what the hell? No, no, does, does he found this planet? No, I mean like, the planet Hulk thing is like just the name of the story title. It's, right. it's uh, long. So the, there's no physical planet then. Yeah, the planet's called Sakar, and. Hulk basically causes a lot of destruction on Earth, lead lectures, Professor X, uh, the Marvel Illuminati basically send him off to another planet to sort of, here, you can live here in peace, but his spaceship goes sidetracked, goes to this war world where he becomes a gradator in these like, kind of games. And the Sounds whole a bit sto- of Ragnarok, that does. Uh, that's where they stole the, the Ragnarok story. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll forgive Lagnarok because Planet Hulk is a great story, but to do it justice, you would have to have at least a trilogy. I, th- I thought you were going to say, yeah, I was going to forgive him because of Jeff Goldblum. Though Jeff Goldblum is a great, great man. <laughs> like, like, did you see the photo he did a couple of years ago to celebrate the anniversary for Jurassic Park? I'm guessing he recreated that scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, is it? Go on, Jeff. One. Uh, one last thing. So you mentioned Professor X. Yeah. Is that gonna be? Is he gonna be? Is is Patrick Stewart repri- gonna be reprising his role again? He's already been. I know he's. I know. I, I don't want to go into where he's done it or he's done it because spoilers. Even yeah. though I don't care, but people do. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to know because you're the you're the guy. You're the well, quote unquote take of this because I don't know. It's, just, it's not a musical, but I don't do musicals either. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing wrong with musicals. I mean, I, uh, I listened to the kids to watch that Lyle Lyle Crocodile. That's a good musical for kids. You just like it because I saw I saw that neckerchief. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with good neckerchief. Ah, I thought so. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to dress fancy. <laughs> uh, I see the tie. So Patrick Stewart will reckon he is going to be reprising his role in the new Marvel films? I don't know. If they've got Hugh Jackman back, I'm assuming they get Patrick Stewart for a big enough paycheck. Yeah, it's Disney and it will pay him. Also... They need to crawl back any form of credibility they've got, which I don't think MCU have got any credibility left. But I am on one of the outwards. They, I mean, people seem to still love the MCU, and kudos to you if you do. 
just it's for years they've told old school comic book fans this isn't for you and then when we went away and criticized the stuff then we were being called the bad guys it's it's it's, it's just not a way to build goodwill it really isn't yeah but the kids love it <laughs> good for them i know but that's how you build franchises and stuff. oh yeah and the argument could be made they're not loving it because have you seen the actual figures no, uh, I, like I say, I, I watch the film sometimes, well, if it's on, I'll watch it, and if I get the chance, maybe at the movies, I might watch it. Yeah. I don't know why, he just doesn't, I'm not, I'm more of a fan of Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, hence the podcast. Hence the podcast, <laughs> yes. It's, uh, well, we've been going on about this for a good five, six minutes, so oh, yeah. I'll they, I'll cut it short here. Efrey, you want to look at the box office figures, after Endgame, a lot of people were done, and Marvel started going into sort of, Pushing the message, shall we say, and that turned more people off. And now I think they're trying to recuperate some of the fans, but they've burnt a few too many bridges. Fleetingly going back to Star Trek, hmm? saying that, well, we're the bad guys and all that. Yeah. Um, as you said, we've, uh, prior to the pressing record, the bad guys from World War Two would have liked this planet. Yes. I did notice that. You're thinking about it now, and there's a lot of blonde hair and white skin. Yes, and blue eyes. Yeah. That's uh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, I don't know if they were trying to make some sort of allegory back then or not, but looking at it like last night, I was like, there's a lot of brown people in this. And it's supposed to be a paradise planet. Yeah, and it's seen over by some giant overlord that, <laughs> that I'm really miffed off of that overlord because they did not go into detail with that whatsoever. It was just, here's a half there, half not there ship right. that interfaces with data and then disappears I'm going to say this, yeah, but uh, this has been recorded on record, but off record, I'm sure I've seen that ship before mm. in another episode. I, I, I'm I, not going to check because I want to get there and then I'll go, ah, I was right, yes, get it. Yeah. When they go through that or they find that other planet, the xenophobic race, xenophobic race, uh, and they have to wipe all the memories and the only person that can remember is Data. No, not that one. All the memories were wiped and they had to destroy something and there was a executive officer there that was another alien oh that geezer yeah yeah uh, and no. the last ship there that were going to destroy and then because of this thing going oh i can't do this they're unarmed we're vastly superior i'm not i'm not going to destroy these i'm sure that was the ship might be but i always thought that those aliens were like about five centuries behind the federation but then this they managed to take control of the minds and all they blanked the memories and they were doing what we're doing because there was a time where like wolf's like i'm the strongest i should be the captain mm. or if that that's not how captaincy works. Maybe on a Kringon vessel. Actually, not even on a Kringon vessel, because if you're the strongest and you get to captain, you're going to be killed rather quickly by somebody smarter than you. It depends. I mean, you don't... What if they're like, you know, a really big meathead, so they're smart and they know how to get strong? I, I don't know. They, they push the message, they try to push the message that uh, Kronos do have arts and crafts there, yes. you know. They, 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 they're they're thespians, they are... Um, what's the word? Culture. There's, there's culture more than just fighting. Yes, uh, which is what is the da- Dax brought up to Worf when Jadzia died. Uh, I'm going to be more critical over the Kringons than Jadzia or Kerzon would be. And she just lays it out and you're a shadow of who you used to be. You used to be the most honourable people in this galaxy or quadrant because the galaxy hasn't, all the galaxy hasn't been explored. And now you hold on to this high morality that you once had, but you accept corruption at the highest levels of your politics and your culture is slowly dying. I mean, I'm paraphrasing a lot there, mm. but 
the Klingons as a whole, they have got a wonderful culture, but they're kind of stagnated. Yeah, well, what do you expect with Garon? We all know the age of Garon, aren't we? Yeah. No, no. Oh, no, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. Picard hasn't had his uh, dick around and find out speech. I'm trying to think what that is. That's going to be later on, isn't it? The, oh. the uniforms. I want to say Series 3, Series 4, yeah. because uh, Worf's brother has to come back as well. Um, Worf literally has to f*** around and find out first. <laughs> and then when he finds out that the person that he f***ed around and found out with gets killed, yeah. he goes and kills someone else. He causes a major um, galactical incident and yeah. nothing gets done about it. Because it's Klingon. Uh, yeah, because it's Klingons doing what Klingons do. Yeah. <laughs> And the Federation's like, yeah, we tried to intervene before, we'll let you get on with it. I've been very lenient in your culture, blah, 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 but this has crossed the line. <laughs> Speaking of intervening, uh, of cultures, uh, like the Prime Directive, like what someone has done in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of my notes. <laughs> that one to... <laughs> yeah, shall we watch him intervene now? Go on, then. We'll be back after these fine words. Kick it. Long weeks at Starfleet Academy getting to you? Try the new Vulcan Nightcrop in San Francisco. Pomfar night, 18 plus only. Fuck a die Thursday. Friday. Thursday. Friday. Thursday. Friday. Thursday. All species welcome. Apart from trebles. Do, 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 there is no justice without Moose Knuckle. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't take a Moose Knuckle to the face. That's for sure. Well, some people might, you know. It's their thing. <laughs> we don't kink shame oh, here. Yeah, we... <laughs> apart from if kink shaming as your kink. <laughs> Before uh, we, 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 we start with the review... Um, yes. Did you watch the other episode of Lower Decks? Uh, you mean the fact of the Defiant crashes in this episode? Well, at the very end, yeah. I, I, I don't get Defiant. Section 31. You know you can be dead again. <laughs> uh, isn't it really silly that we're a secret organisation and we have these identical combags to identify us? <laughs> you you can be dead again. You do know that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that it, I'm pretty sure that episode is like a running commentary of all the films that have been made after like the first episode. The first film, sorry. Like, even even uh, character disputes. Yeah, the, oh, let's go find God. Yeah, he found God. <laughs> I was actually wondering, what does God need with a spaceship? <laughs> because he's trapped at the centre of the galaxy, which took them two days to get to, yet it took Voyager 70 <laughs> years to get one. That it's, But it was before the, the whole little size of the galaxy had actually been hypothesised. A new warp into, scale and all that. Yeah. So, first thing you noticed was um, crossing the Rubicon. Yeah, yeah, they, you didn't get that reference, did you? No, I didn't. Nah, uh, it's like for Julius Caesar, ancient leather and loam, and became a that kind of proverb that if you cross the Rubicon, it's uh, basically a point of no return. And um, then later on, Laker made a win loam. Nice little thing. There's probably more in there, actually, but... Uh... Yeah, um, Riker had that uh, smile that one only makes when you were balls deep in something. <laughs> what, 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 the please stop, not there. Oh, no, you said smile. <laughs> <laughs> it was. You could tell he loved that episode. Oh, 
Everyone loved that episode. Yeah, but I said to you at the end of the episode, I'm pretty sure that that episode script was a lot longer and they had to cut a lot because the final act just seemed very lushed. (laughs) Maybe um, because in in the break after that, I decided to have a look for top episodes where the crew members had memory loss. (laughs) And we checked and sure enough, that ship made another appearance. Yes. Uh, but if you've got a 3D asset for a ship, you may as well use it. I mean, yeah. it's like what? Series 4, was it? Series 4, yeah. Yeah, Series 4, episode 14, I want to say. It was, yes. Yeah, oh, see, I good memory. <laughs> I mean, we only looked at it like two or three minutes ago, so it should yeah. be there. But yeah, it's just weird. I mean, we give the first series a lot of slack because it's the first series in the Find the Feet, so I'll let them use that asset again. But it seems a bit of a waste, these godlike entities into cannon fodder. It, it's a weird one. I mean, we, 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 we've gone over it, haven't we? That uh, Gene Roddenberry's um, relationship with God. I thought it was severely agnostic. Yeah. That sort of, he didn't discourage the legend, but he wanted some form of proof. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere he's something like uh, an atheist Christian or something like that. Uh, didn't like God, but he liked the values of, or uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, because your, your stance on the legend can be whatever, but they are looted in a sense of lights and longs that help us as a species. <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh, you look at the Ten Commandments and oh yeah, some of the religious BS, but a lot of them are based on laws that we've had since we've been cavemen. I mean, do not kill. That's a big one. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's um yeah, I understand that it's that's the whole thing about religion. It was a way for stories. It may be stories completely fictional, but they have a message in them, and then that message relays. Uh, an important life lesson or yeah. an important thing that you should do. Yeah, uh, I was watching something the other day and he came out with uh, a really good quote. It was, the truly great stories, a thousand years later, the story may have died, but the actual message behind the story is still there in some way or another. Yeah, that's good. Deep, really deep. Mm. Uh, it, it was very cootie cutter, but I liked it. <laughs> Hello. I mean, you, okay, we'll go. With, we'll carry on with that because yeah. it was weird with the God episode like this. It, it does tie in really, really well. Yeah, uh, Gillette, uh, have you seen the thing that I wrote down that I didn't bring up because I was waiting until the podcast started? God, for me, are early prophets. Oh, we had this conversation. Did we? Yeah. Uh, no, I remember this because it was uh, early prophets. God was Q. Mm. And it was like the prophets, uh, a young Q. Yeah, possibly, but that I'm just going that for this episode, like, I mean, what, DS9 was like series 5 uh, of you, like you, uh, TNG, you, uh, so were they using it as like, oh, oh, uh, we had this idea of this no, you, no, Ephraim species. You mentioned that, and mm. about you know, the gods being prophets and all that, they were prophets for Bajor, for, or, or Bajore. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that, we'll leave that, let's, yeah, let's yeah. realise something. Yeah, yeah, we found out something in the series 4 episodes that seems like a bit of a typo but it, but it was amusing to see yeah um <clears throat> that like there was um so bajor yeah yeah um obviously had the prophets the wormhole gods there hi um weren't they a pretty um sex crazed race for a while 
Uh, yeah, because you had the parlays, didn't you? The the the, the parlays were all the negative aspects of the prophets mm-hmm. and kind of oh yeah, we just want to be gods and mess about. Whereas, but I'm pretty sure even like I mean, obviously it's probably been t- taping a bit since the uh, um, uh, Cardassian oppression, mm. but. They, uh, they were, they were. I mean, even then, they're pretty. Uh, oh, make love a job of hats, sort of thing. Well, it's uh, that if you look at it, they, the the religious leaders are getting it on with everybody. I mean, how many <laughs> high end people did Keith sleep with? Yeah, and the, <laughs> the, 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 and then you had uh, Kai Wen just completely knocking boots off the enemy. Yeah, I mean that was that was a. Uh, not really consensual, really. Apart it, from the gold cap on, yeah, or mm. Ducati even because he was not gold back then. No, uh, he wasn't even a legate, was he? He was completely banished. Um, he was Bajoran, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so yeah, Crusher makes a weird comment about the young people. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, they make love at drop fast. Oh, what a nice place for the kids. <laughs> Whoa! What? <laughs> I, no, I don't think it was in the reference like to oh, like, making love. They, they went straight to it. They went from from oh, what an ass place for the kids to making love to drop. Uh, okay, it's not really appropriate. But again, I would like to see the script for this episode. Yeah, you reckon I, there's a big chunk I, cutting from that. Yeah, <laughs> I think because this episode on on my second rewatch today has grown on me. Uh, because last night, I'll be honest, I was seven sheets to the wind, so I didn't really take a lot in, uh, apart from my funny little, oh, yeah, this is funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, getting double teamed by Worf and Laika. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously was later on. <laughs> yeah. But on rewatch, I see what they were doing, and I would have loved them to go deeper into the whole little god aspect. They, That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> bow chicka bow wow. Uh, they could have knocked the whole little idealised sex craze thing down by about 10 minutes and put that into the whole little god hologram AI thing. What does God need with an orgy? What doesn't God need with an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the smell. I mean, you can imagine that the high end, like, did, like j- just cleaning surprise that must get on that planet. That's a note I put later on down there somewhere. That's funny. <laughs> I know because I mentioned it when they, they were getting out of it. God, that loom must stink. <laughs> Yar makes the comment of any hat. Yes, that was very good from Yar. I... Yeah. <laughs> so Jordy's just like, yeah, they'll just make love at the drop of a hat. Yar's just like, any. <laughs> in her face which, which when she suggests, said that. <laughs> yeah, suggests to me that many hats were dropped when she was down there uh, the geezer who you didn't think was that good looking but was okay actor it's uh, they, he was quite into your so I've got a feeling those two did something prior oh yeah uh, Troy is ascent- it was always awkward he's just completely you looking off camera or just does not understand the bodily contacts <laughs> yeah, thank the, the tap on the shoulder. Thank you for this hug. That's that's the thing. What gives me a hug? Oh, I can't stand hugs. Unless you're drunk. Yeah, I get overly touchy feeling when I'm drunk. And Kessie. I, I I've just got a lot of emotions inside of me. <laughs> Let that me I feel my feelings. <laughs> Zach Braff, thank you for that brilliant line. Oh yes, Zach, that is one of my favourite lines of all time and I thank you or the scriptwriter, whoever came up with it that put that into like just the collective consciousness of the planet 
I just want to uh, clarify as well. When Brian gets kissy, I don't mean that kissy, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Damien. I mean, we do slag him off a wee bit. I wish I had that video you still... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Current crime, that get me cancelled off the internet, <laughs> would it? <laughs> I mean, no, because they can't understand you. You were really drunk. Yeah. And- and the recording technology wasn't there to begin with. No. I mean, I'm pretty sure you were hanging off the door at that point as well. And I was hanging off the other door. The side <laughs> of the room. <laughs> Moving oh. on. <laughs> Hogmanay. Gotta love it. <laughs> Captain, there's something off the starboard bow. And both of us said Craig on. <laughs> <laughs> God help it. Just God help it. Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow. The Klingons on the starboard bow. What a dead jib. I sang that at karaoke at my friend's wedding. <laughs> that has got to be one of the worst karaoke songs. <laughs> Again, I was drunk. Yeah. Um, Apart from when we were in Fort Aventura and we tried to do Matchbox 20 on the karaoke. I did a good job of it. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure there's no video evidence of, of us emptying the bar. <laughs> <laughs> It was fine, you were the only regular there anyway. I know, I could it. tap? Yeah. Uh, Guinness, please. Brian, you've not paid for a drink yet? Yeah, yeah, I've got a tab. How have you got a tab? Uh, I'm in here every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, the barman was a Liverpool fan, so we got talking that uh, way. Yes. Buddy, just... I'd, just yeah. <laughs> you can get a tab. Yeah, what? They Still afraid? sore over that. Ten what? years. N- nearly, yeah, nearly to the bloody yeah. day. Uh, to be fair, they, a couple of Fort Aventura photos that popped up the other day, and I was like, yeah, that's been a while, that has. It was, 20, it was 2012, it was 2012. Something along those lines. Uh, cause, yeah, I was 26, so yeah. Mm. And so it would have been end of November. Yeah, because we got there for my birthday, and we left after your birthday. Yeah. I got mm. so drunk on my birthday. <laughs> Didn't we alive on my birthday and then we just hot it really hard and then just the next day was a complete light off? Um I thought we I thought we got there on your yeah, we got there the day before your birthday. Ah no. It it's most of it's a complete player. <clears throat> it was a free bar. I thought it was a complete bar. <laughs> <laughs> a free bar in Amstel and Sprite. by poolside. Yeah. They and uh, they, and did you go to the lift bar where they actually had your own pull your own pints? Yeah, I, I did, but um, the the naked German scared me off but, with, with his m- bollock malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I spent some time up there because it was crazy golf up there, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, I lost, yeah. Yeah, that's where I went to. Really bad books. idea. A free bar and, a, and 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 an activity that involves you hit a ball on a rooftop. I thought it was rather amusing to watch people do it. I mean, I didn't because I was just leading my book up there. But still, it was funny to see some. Because like, like, you know some of the kids got in some of the booze as well because you could see them wobbling. <laughs> well, that couple. I don't know the names. I don't mention names apart from... Um... Only one I leader of the members, Lob. Rob. Um, I they, he's done. Yeah. Props to Rob. He got uh, me on that night. <laughs> uh, he owns a bar in Manchester now. Yeah. I want to go visit. I do. <laughs> Walk in. No. <laughs> Out. Oh, used to. 
Anyway, we've digressed about a holiday we had 10 years ago for about five minutes. So yeah. let's get back to this. Um, you want to stay and play? And the best one of the best moments was Raka going, play? <laughs> yes, play. I'd love. <laughs> oh, we're being unfair to Morley. I mean, Wesley. Poor, poor Wesley. Morley. <laughs> Morley, if you ever listen to this, watch this episode and you are Wesley in this. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, when the other girl asked him like to pray a game, and they thought it was some form of sex talk, it's like, no, uh, just want to pray a game. Yeah, I want to play ball. Oh, really? Do you know? I, we're gonna, we're, this is get released, and he's going to get around to watching it sometime in the future. And I'm going to get random messages like just swear words from Molly. What's Molly? What's we doing? And we're going to know why. That is the most hairy chest I've ever seen. A quote unquote child. Uh. Uh, it wasn't chill, was it? It was young person. Young, that's the most hairy chest I've ever seen for a young person. Yeah, but uh, that was some bad casting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you've got to be a young person with Wesley Crusher. Okay then. Oh, that is one of the most hairy chests I've seen. I think to shave. I'm, I mean, the main guy, he must have shaved. Yeah. They shaved. Why didn't he shave? Again, must have been something lost in the editing floor. Yeah. Or they just don't care. <laughs> Hairy chest, it's the 80s. Data has either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, and a USB port for his third eye, where the old plugs into. I'm going for USB port for third eye. Oh, we also wrote down, Will can't cartwheel. Because <laughs> he needed a stunt actor to do it. <laughs> that was so obviously a stunt double that to cartwheel. I mean, I'm a fat man, and I'll still attempt to cartwheel. <laughs> And it's like, what, like he was 17 at the time? He, he was young, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't think he was quite 18, but I don't think he was young, young at the same time. So I'm going to say 17. He was younger than the other lad that was there. Yeah. <laughs> and he used that term loosely. Yeah, he can't go home. <laughs> Why not? Uh, never mind. In the next car, Montana, he has a lot of PDA. <laughs> Public displays of affection. A lot. I mean, when the team first goes to that room where that the couple are down each other's throats. Hmm. It is odd you are, though. Hands are everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and that's when you put that planet must stink. <laughs> You've beamed down. What's that smell? <laughs> I recognise this. I've been to conventions that smell like this. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, oh, almost at being at the Vulcan nightclub on a certain night. What, every night? No, just Pomfire night. Which is... Every night's Pomfire night. At uh, least every weekend, every Saturday's <laughs> Pomfire night. I'd say Thursday. Gears people up for the weekend. Thursday? Yeah. No, well, that's Thursday night. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm on a four-day week now, so Thursday night's my new Friday. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just thinking, if, like, you've got a long week, like, Monday <clears> to Friday, you, like, you, you go to the Vulcan nightclub on a Thursday night, bit of pond far, Friday doesn't seem as bad, and then you've just got a nice two-day weekend ahead of you after that. I mean, especially around here. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been there for a while. and uh, But I've pretty much witnessed Friday nights around here. Especially Liquid. Liquid's Pomp 4 night on Friday. It's not even called that anymore, was it? Uh, no, it's... Uh, what's that called <laughs> now? Fiction. It's called Fiction. Yeah, it was on that episode of... Um, what was it? Street Cops. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> it's got someone on there. Oh, it was hilarious. And it was that funny because it's not long after Mrs. moved to here. <laughs> And I'm like, 
Oh, uh, oh! <laughs> I know What's that this? place. That's 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 the opposite station. I'm like, the kids are like, what? We're living here. <laughs> at, at, at least they didn't go in JJ's when JJ's was open. That was great. That was like it's awesome. Ah uh, no, I just used to take JJ's for being JJ's. You you used to lock up at like half ten. And then quids were a drink until eleven, so we used to just get like about ten. Speaking of, uh, yeah, so um, this is where we find out because um, where should have listened. Throw the ball head off me. Where's no? What are they saying? I don't care. I'm going to jump into this bed of flowers. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't that far away. He was either he could have just put the brakes on at any point. Yeah, and he didn't. And he no. went through, and then we find out that this uh, it's actually a Nazi planet. So we've got a sex-mad Nazi planet. If you do anything wrong, you die. Yeah. Which, really, really, really bad researching by your... Yeah, I'm head of security. Oh, what's the, your list of crimes? Oh, yeah, they're pretty innocuous. They're pretty standard. Oh, I'm not going to ask you what the punishment is, though. Or even even is is there capital punishment? Does there should be there should be a uh, a review? The, the question should be I mean, even entry to the federation. I'm pretty sure it doesn't allow capital punishment. Uh, I'm thinking before you say Klingons. I don't think they're part of the federation. Are they? They're not part of the there federation. And I wasn't going to say Klingons. I oh. was going to get to the whole little yaw being a bit bad at a job. I don't think it was she was completely bad at a job. I just think she was a bit blindsided. I think the rats are a bit blindsided. <laughs> I mean, this whole episode is about being blindsided on the Prime Directive. Uh, yeah, like, all the way through the episode, it was like, that's not how the Prime Directive works. That's not how the Prime <laughs> Directive works. They're waking out the kinks of it. But in this episode, we don't kink chain. Except if that is your kink. On the, on the holiday. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so we've done all that, and now the Prime Directive is now important. Yeah, because... Oh, we won't let any of our people die on this planet that we shouldn't have been on in the first place because they do not have any warp technology. And even then he says, um, oh, then you des- if you broke the law, you should deserve death as well. And it's like, oh, wow, very much should be because the Prime Directive is really important to the Starfleet. Yes. You never hear that ever again up until I think the drumhead. Uh, where where it's even put in front like oh so you've actually broken the prime directive all of these times <laughs> yeah and then Wasp brother completely breaks the prime directive by getting a tribe with people on the holodeck <laughs> to go to another planet <laughs> um during the conversation that they have when Picard comes down Riker gets an eyeful of Picard's backside yes he they he does look at Patrick Stewart's p- pastilla. And uh, the scene after, straight away, you can tell he doesn't think he's on, on camera. He's like, why am I sitting here? I think my standard should be here instead. Why am I here? Oh, they, we've filmed this for the last few hours. I'm, I'm, I, I haven't even got any speaking lines. Because he is just staring off light at the corner. And then I think somebody tells him and he realises <laughs> it. Yeah, Quick set of us. The headcanon of... Is Picard actually Wesley's father? Yeah, that's a scene right there. Even I'm watching that and I'm thinking, oh, this, there's, there's some. I know it's meant to be the other way, 
But he's like, oh, if you were his father, and he's like, I am. And I'm like, oh, are you? <laughs> no, no, he didn't say I am to the father. He's like, they, if, like you were as worried about him yeah. as I am. But I am. It was laying a seed for the conspiracy theorists down the road, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And that's one of the things, is like, they say that Picard didn't like Wesley to begin with because he reminded of him that he cheated on one of his best mates with his, mm. and had a kid with his wife. Yeah. I wonder if they'll address that in the last season of Picard. I hope they don't. That that would be funny. Do you really think they'd be around? I... That, they, oh. By the way, Wesley, I am your father. <laughs> no! Okay, Darth France. It'd <laughs> be funny. Uh, no, look, for the last series of Picard, I just want a fun 10 episodes of that old adventure and, and just ties all the characters up in a little bow and then I can be happy for them. I just want a little farewell, where they, a farewell show from them because they, they deserve it. I don't know. What about any spin-offs? I don't, I don't want any. You don't want any Wolf spin-offs? No. Wolf Captain of the Enterprise. Nope. <gasps> nope. Uh, get that in, and I'm willing to put any money down here that they're going to chop Wolf's daddy bags off. Because if, <laughs> if like, you see the trailer, they've 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 turned them into pacifist, and it's like, oh, haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is this will be the this will be the uh, the thing where he, you know he, he grows a pair. Yeah, uh, but the way modern lighting is, especially Kurtzman lighting, you know it's going to be one of the women that's going to teach him how to do. It. Oh no, you can c- control your anger and do it this way. It's like fuck off. Uh, they, I, 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 I can see it coming a mile away. I wonder if if Troy will leave Riker. <laughs> nah, got kids, aren't they? They and. I think that's pretty much like their happy ending. Their happy ending is Liker on the Titan with Troy and his kid just dicking about. Yeah, but Riker, Riker did totally top cock block Wolf. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, because like, like, how long did actual Wolf and Troy kind of together? They were getting they were getting uh, together. Um, at least in the last season. Because I was thinking when Alexander came to the ship because Troy was like a makeshift oh. mother for him. Went and then the big episode is when Worf goes out to the parallel universes. Yeah. And in one of them, Troy's his missus. Yeah. And it's his birthday. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the one. That was, and it was all good things as well. That was, um, I think Troy died and he never forgave it or something happened and Things were said at the funeral, or things weren't said at the funeral. I'm drawing a blank in that one. To be f- oh, oh yeah, I, Troy yeah, died. Yeah, right. they dead because they're on the Enterprise with the third cell, aren't they? Yeah, and Laika and Worf aren't talking because of Troy's funeral. Yeah, <gasps> I wonder if this looks like it. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm scared about Picard dying again, but this is Troy's death. Yeah, well, well, Picard is dead. This isn't Picard. This is a golem of Picard. I said again, so that's why. Mm. Yeah. Are you still there for me? That's why I don't want to watch the third season. Because <laughs> it'll be like, that's it, he'll be gone. I'm not finishing that book. I'm not finishing that book. <laughs> He's still alive. No, 
Now, I want everybody of the TNG cast to, at the end of Picard, have their happy ending. Might it be the happy ending I would like for them? No. But I think the characters deserve to light off into the sunset and be happy. Hmm. That ain't going to happen, you know that. No. Uh, I do want to find out why Avery Brooks is blackballed in Hollywood, though. Didn't he do American History X? Yeah. That that's basically the last movie he did. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible game. That is <laughs> travesty. <laughs> even the man can act. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, but uh, the actor that plays Jake, uh, Sarah Clofton. Yeah, I I I cannot pronounce his proper name. But, so I'm just gonna call him Jake from this moment <laughs> onwards. As came out in a Star Trek podcast and basically said that Avery Brooks is blackballed in Hollywood, but he wouldn't go into details why. Strange. There might be a reason, there might not be a reason. Yeah, I don't know. well, he was notoriously difficult to work with, but that's because he took the craft seriously mm. and wanted people to, to refer to him as Mr. Brooks. That was just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd say that, though. Hmm? You'd be like, Mr. Brooks, sir. No, I wouldn't. I'd be Captain, sir. <laughs> <laughs> At long last, we're seven episodes in, Data knows a word. Yes. He didn't ask the meaning Babble. of it. Babble. And Babble. you were waiting for the, oh, he's going to ask what Babble means. Yeah. And then he's like, no, Babble. I do not Babble. And I then, think he's off, in his off time, he's been getting some lessons with the dictionary. Yeah. Thesaurus, at least. Well, thesaurus before, anyway. Because he'd know every other word apart from the word he was told. <laughs> yeah. Sleuth, gumshoe, blah, blah, blah. So. No data, just like, go for a dictionary. I mean, it might take you a week or so because I still think he can't download information. I think the way his brain works, he has to process it as a normal human would be. Uh, the, uh, this season, yes, you're probably right, but it gets changed in the yeah. seasons. Mm. <laughs> he, he's got a thing, a flashy thing on his on his head, you can plug it in. So. Aye. There was a contender for, this is near the end now as well, uh, there was a contender for my favourite quote. Right. So I refuse to let others particularly decide my answer. Yeah. She's good for moral uh, conundrums. I mean, it's like basically the very opposite of the needs of the many. But I'm kind of for the whole little needs of the many. You just wanted to kill Wesley. <laughs> I don't just want to kill Wesley. What I want is for them... Because there wasn't any moral... Deci- well, moral isn't the correct word. There wasn't even any hard decision from Picard about it. He's just like... No, no, Wesley's going to live. It, 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 they, they didn't even bring up the fact of, yeah, this could actually destroy the entire crew. They, they didn't put any serious thought into it. It's just, no, I'm not letting them die. Simple as. I, I was hoping and more... I didn't like that bit. I was hoping more for debates, because it basically it came to, we're taking him anyway, and the god wasn't going to let him take him. And they were like, ah. And then they just decided to speak into thin air, and the god went, yeah, okay, then let him go. I would have liked him to try and um, negotiate more with the Edo Edodians. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what they call the Edo people. Edo people. Mm. Which is actually named after a period in Japan and a Japanese city. And nothing to do with Rome. No, yep. they're pulling names from everywhere, aren't yeah. they? I would have. I mean, just having them two close together, I thought that there might have been some money theme. Not off the top of my head, anyway. But it is felt with a grey mist at the moment, so. I bet there is loads, and we've just missed them all. Yeah. Up. Tell us in the comments below. Yeah. There's there's probably a lot smarter people out there that have deep-dived. Yeah. I was thinking of deep-diving in these episodes, but we're not doing it anymore now. No, we'll I, just give our review. 
Yeah, but you, know, you do a deep dive a little bit, but it's more so I like the more little back and forth. Let's see what we think of it and throw little information nuggets in there. Yeah, it works well. It works well. I think it does. It likes that chair at the end. I like it, and I've got like really constructive criticism of it as well. Yeah. It's not a really hate, hate, hate thing. What have you wrote? Oh, Wolf, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, what's your quote? It's quite easy, because it had a proper belly laugh from me. was just when Wolf came to the planet, and he had a little bit of a hugging lassie kiss him in a next session, and just went, nice, print it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, go on, my son, go <laughs> on. <laughs> It just got a genuine laugh from me, and that is enough. <laughs> like after when he's, he's like, yeah, um, these um, are a bit too fragile. Squishy. Yeah, too fragile for me. He's like, oh, if I knew any better, I said you were bragging. <laughs> I w- what happened when them um, three? <laughs> yeah, the, the, what happened in the in-between scene? Yeah. Because one of the lassies took Laika and Worf away, and then they had that discussion. So... Mm. So, in my little head cannon, something happened. <laughs> something happened. The, hand, the jazz hands are out. Something happened. <laughs> These are not jazz hands. These are jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I, I, like some weird thought came in my head. To that is that Because you know how Klingons have got two yoo-hoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing, get that thing, get that. Instead of jazz hands, Klingons can have jazz yoo-hoos. <laughs> To impress a Jake helicopter bleep. <laughs> I mean, twin bladed helicopter. How? <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's just the logistics of it because they 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 hit off each other, weren't they? Well, if I can recall correctly, mm. someone actually asked um, Terry Farrell. Yeah. On Twitter, I think it was on Twitter, and it was like, "So what actually happens then?" And she's like, "Oh, never guess and tell." <laughs> Which I, w- I mean, the the two yoo-hoo things, as you like to call them. Yeah. Was that always? Would that was that like canon in season one? Uh, I have a vague memory of you know the episode where Worf gets his spine crushed and he needs a new spine. Yeah. Um, oh, the two of them. That's that's not way. The doctor is uh, talking about all the extra organs Klingons have, and I'm sure they mentioned like a urethra track and things like that but then that gets me then so like if the average klingon probably has one then i make blade moments getting chopped well that's why they got two that i mean you'd have to think what's the evolutionary process for that a a lot of a lot of blade (laughs) moments coming down (laughs) i mean that's a i mean think about it uh i'm the fair the fair units aren't they so Hmm. to get them down if you you want to uh Defeat an enemy by attrition, you just stop them reproducing. I was thinking more along the lines of because there is animals in in our world that do have secondary reproduction organs, which is due to their reproductive process. Snapping off inside. Yeah, the thing as it basically snaps off and it's quite vigorous, which they have mentioned. Craig on mating is quite vigorous. (laughs) (laughs) 
Give that, that, so yeah. maybe early Krangons, like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we're going to need more than one. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need more than one of these because <clears throat> shit goes down. <laughs> there you go then. And, you know, heavy objects do get hurled around it there as well. Oh, those pain sticks. <laughs> I think we uh, there must be the episode coming up soon because that's uh, an early episode as well. Where it's like, how do you experience love? And it's like, we, 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 we quote poetry and they hurl heavy objects. And he's like, and like, so what do you do? And he's like, we duck a lot. <laughs> oh, all I'm saying is, is that you haven't experienced Shakespeare until you've heard it on the original Kringon. Uh, have you? I bet you have, haven't you? You've been on the high seas, haven't you? It's on YouTube. You can actually search on YouTube like for like Kringon Shakespeare. I want to. And, and it is freaky. I want to click uh, on Hamlet. I really want to link Klingon, but it's just, it's a lot. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a lot of time. And a lot of ha. Yeah, a lot of phlegm, and there's not really, especially in this day and age, a lot of real-world use for it. I am sorry. I always wanted to learn Latin, but then I got turned off it because it was just so... Like, I mean, I like, love the idea of learning a dead language, but it's... You can only really talk to two people. Well, what uh, you can you can talk to priests and um, Jacob Rees-Mogg. That's it, really. Who was the second one? Um, that's, well, Tories. Yeah. Privately educated people, you know, you, you've got, you've got, you've, you've got, like, you know, people that went to private school and priests. Uh, well, uh, bishops maybe priests might not. No, I don't think the priests would, but you get higher up. Yeah. Apart from if you do go to the Vatican, then it would be complete. Well, Italy, yeah, I suppose. But, <laughs> and but again, it's, it's a life thing. Would you want to do that just for like that, or would you prefer to layer something else? Yeah, well. A, they what really set it off is because they massive like Stargate fan and the ancients language is basically Latin and I really liked the ancients, not so much what uh. they did in the later series, but when the ancients were first and and like were first introduced, I really liked the ancients. You mean the bog standard aliens? What do you mean bog standard? That's when you think of are the ancients. They little little grey men, aren't they? No, no, that's the Asgard. They're Aztec. based in North Aztec or Asgard. Asgard. All right. I, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't do Stargate. Ah, uh, no, it's a fun show. I will say that Stargate does have the same problem that Star Trek has the first series. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a, you go through some of the first episodes and it's a, can't believe we did that. I mean, I really, I, re- I should watch it because it's got, it's got a lot of uh, Star Trek peoples in there. Yes. One question. Hmm? Has Mark been on there? Alulumumu. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his last name. Alulumumu. No, I think I believe his second name is actually pronounced Alamo, but I yeah. just love saying Alamo. <laughs> I don't believe off the top of my head. Travesty. It's it's. I'm waiting for Jakar to pop up in next gen. Jakar. Uh, Babylon Five actor. Uh, his real name is uh, Andreas something or other. I feel really bad, but he died a few years ago. Was one of my favorite characters in Babylon Five. So I should watch as well. We could do that after. Then it can be my first time watching it. I I would highly recommend Babylon Five. The they the CGI doesn't hold up whatsoever. I will be completely honest with you there. But as a story from start to finish, it's just beautiful. Apart from, well, here's the little background: as Michael J. Stitinsky is one that wrote it and developed it. Or he. He originally conceived it as a five series 
thing. Mm. But the network were going to cancel after the fourth series. So we basically combined the fourth and fifth series into the fourth series yeah. and it doesn't quite work. And that so mm. the fifth series is kind of like, all right, here's the things that we dropped like to condense it and as a cohesive story arc it kind of Good. dips a yeah. bit. Um if is it sort of the season four you would have loved for Enterprise to be? Yeah, because they did drop the ball with Enterprise. I mean, they 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 cancelled it as it was getting good. That is the bad thing about Enterprise. Is like it was really shoddy at the start, and I, I enjoy Enterprise, but it was shoddy. And then they proper well grew the beard. I understand that, but as well, I mean, how old was it? Two thousand and four. It was the last season. Four thousand four was it? It was after I was finished high school, so two thousand four, two thousand five ish. Yeah. yeah. So. It was around that time where Star Trek. I know this people listening now. This this doesn't seem right, but it was around the time Star Trek, at least TNG sort of era stuff like that, and you know reiterations of that mm. style was seemed really uncool. Yeah. Uh, Even, I mean, they, they tried bringing it, but I mean, it was a lot story driven, a lot of action. And they tried to change that with Nemesis in 2002. That had really bad reviews as well. Unpopular opinion, I like Nemesis. Uh, right, I've heard the original story and script and all that, because mm. they had a new director in to try and make it more action y and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's why you got uh, Picardney's Doom Buggy. Yeah. Because that shouldn't have been in there. It was just uh, kind of like, yeah. you know what, let's just have an action scene at the start. It isn't like we've got transporters and we can find these android pieces and just get them to the engineering straight yeah. away. No, no, that's Dune Buggy. I want story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like no one was happy. It's like the, the intro to Enterprise. It was like, how dare you use words? But but like those words kind of set up what's going to... Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, they had Archer's theme and all that as well. Mm. In the intro, it was they tried to make something new. It's been a long load. Yeah, it's been a long load. <laughs> getting, getting from there to here. <laughs> But our time is finally here. <laughs> oh, Shatner, Shatner needs to do a spoken word version of that song. <laughs> he probably has. <laughs> he found a way. <laughs> but the thing, I mean, it was, it was pretty much, as I recall, split down the middle, that song was, of like people that hated it and liked it. And then they went, oh, I know what to do. Let's make it a bit more high. Season four, they made it more fast paced. They gave it a bit of rock in there. I can't remember. I know I didn't like it when it first started, but then it grew on me. Yeah, they, they they put a bit of rock into it. They 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 sped up a little bit, put it a bit more like, jazzy, but they they put a bit of rock into it. And um, basically, what happened is the people that hated it still hated it, and then they split off people that liked it straight out of the middle. Those that liked the intro, and then those that that no, you should have kept it how it was. Yeah. <laughs> so they just couldn't win with anything they did. As a general rule, you can't please everybody. Yeah, and they decided to instead of please half of them, they decided to not please seventy five percent of them. What sounds very apropos for the networks at the time. Yeah. Um, obviously that uh, where were we up to now well uh, Nemesis um, that's what caused the reboot basically mm. they got cancelled there because people weren't interested in talky politics anymore so oh I know let's just get Chris Pine and doing this and let's get Chris Hemworth in to be his dad Four <laughs> <laughs> oh, is actually Kirk's dad <laughs> That's a, yeah, it's a strange. I obviously didn't even realise, and also what did he in it as well? Uh, yeah, I did not know that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. So I'm confusing RTD2 and C3PO. RTD2 is the small one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, does he play Scott? He's that old mate. No, he's just in a random scene. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like because the the reboots Paramount. They aren't, are they? Or were they? I watched it. They might, they might still be Paramount. Paramount has the films, and mm. so other companies have got the um, series rights. I think. No, I think I think it's the opposite. Uh, TBS. I don't know, but they. I love the whole little thing of they. Paramount TBS can only do Star Trek if it's twenty five percent different from the original. It's like who chooses that twenty five percent? Right. The thing is, this is what I loved about the Next Generation. I thought, oh, but it's got to be slightly different because I think one of the things that Gene said is it's got to be the same but completely different. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's why he wanted like a new crew, completely yeah. different actors. The new, I mean, it's right. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. I was going to say something else then. I was going to talk about the next episode about uh, new things and old things and all that warp effects. Ah, uh, that see, I'm drawing a blank in the new episode that I just know it was uh, was the Picard uh, the the Picard maneuvers of the next episode. Yeah, yes, a lot of backstory on that. I've been reading a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a funny lead, look up the Picard Maneuver in uh, Urban Dictionary as well. Oh dear. Were the Picard Maneuvers in uh, on, on on the Edo, Edo planet? I don't know. Uh, did Worf and Riker do the Picard Maneuver? <laughs> uh, no, because the P- Picard Maneuver only involves one male and one female. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and one appearing closer than he actually is, <laughs> going so fast in <laughs> two places at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's basically. Sorry. <laughs> you pull out one area so fast, then go in the other so quick it feels like it's in both areas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So, to bit of fact from the, the next episode, anyway. Um, the Excelsior. Mm. Picard's first ship that he finds, yeah. or they give back to him, um, has the old style warp effect. Oh, right. Yeah, that's all different. So they changed everything, including the warp effects. Oh, right. I might have to do that. Because I originally watched the upscale version, so I wonder if they've changed Ooh. that. I don't think they should. They do. No, but yeah, a lot, lot of firsts and more firsts on that. Hmm. But yeah. And we've, we've done about now, we're 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, we're. Basically, prattled. Well, well, we actually finished talking about the episode about half an hour. In. Yeah, that's all the time. Could I have to this out a little bit? I, 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 I don't cross it as part of it. Shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, I was talking, critiquing, but generally loving this episode. They, as I've elaborated on before, wasn't a massive fan beforehand, but rewatching it, they it has really grown up, grown grown on me uh, but I I can't get out of my head that this should have been more of the god stuff and less of the sex planet stuff yeah but sex cells and and the the like people on that planet were very nice to look at yeah the uh, that's the reason why the last episode was a bottle episode <laughs> simple as that <laughs> they needed money from somewhere <laughs> We need to hire 50 actors and actresses just to hang around in the background. And they have to be good looking. Oh, there's a price on that, sir. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we'll just get the normal ones then. <laughs> Find the good one. Oh, um, this one isn't very good looking, but he's... Uh, I should be really awesome. I don't think he's at this least pleasing. 
I thought he played the role rather well, and he brought it back. He brought it back. Yeah. He showed why he was the the lead for the Edo. Yeah, it shows why he was cast. It wasn't for his aesthetic reasons. It was for his acting chops, because I thought he played the whole little well. Well, you're superior. Just take him then. Yeah. But like, actually, you could tell there was sadness in his face and that when he was saying all that. That was a pretty good quote, actually, wasn't it? We can just put it down as taken by a superior race, so you could take him away from us savages. Yeah, it was. You could do this, but you'd be worse than what you say we are. Yeah, if you did it, because we're just backwards savages, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons I love old Trek because they actually sprinkled this stuff in. What they didn't just get a hammer and go whack. Yes. Oh, here's a message in your face. In your face. No, no, we'll sprinkle it throughout the episode and then see if you pick up what, what we're putting down. What? That wasn't sprinkled, but it was sprinkled. Because a TNG's pretty old track now. We didn't notice it until we're having like a back and forth discussion about it now. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It's still as Gene. Gene track. You mean Gene track? Roddenberry track. Yeah. Okay. Even though DS9 is my favourite and it goes completely against like the whole that old. <laughs> the crew shall have no disagreements between each other. Because that was one of the big edicts like, from Gene. He wanted yeah. like a <laughs> utopia type thing, and then it came to DS9. Is it like, what they're doing? They're arguing. Well, they're on a space station. They can't exactly go visit New Worlds. They have to have drama in some way or another. That's why I like um, Lower Decks so much now because <laughs> it's, it's got that thing. It calls out that sort of stuff, especially in the last episode. In the last episode, uh, USS Defiant. Yeah. I was well, thinking, well, we're making another film, and they just. The random references, even offhand, that I can be watching that again, and I'll be giggling at things, and my dad will be like, "Giggling at now? What's the?" I'm like, "Well, if you look back to the second episode, I mean, you've even got the punk in there." Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I do think Lord X does need to calm that down just a smidgen, and they don't want it to be completely member bellies. Oh come on. And they as uh, as you want to reference and be a homage. You you don't want to be full member bellies. They are. I mean, section thirty one. That's the yeah. right. I mean, that's that's new. Is oh, it, it's uh, not the, member bellies. They are using it to progress the story forward, which is why I still give them all the credit. It's they when they put in member bellies. Just because they're there, um, that kind of annoys me. The only thing that I'd really, really love to see would be someone from Lower Decks to be in a live action. Even if it's just completely... Not, not, it could be the voice actors, but it could be a reference. What about if in Picard Series 3 they're going through a data pad and they see the Boimler effect? That, oh, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think I like it when things tie in like that. Hmm. And it'd be so funny. <laughs> but if like, you could pick any of the characters from Lower Decks to be in a live action Trek, who would you pick and why? Um, that's sprung that on me. Have you already got the answer to that, you'll add? I think I know exactly who I'm going to pick. They like, and 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 they. Like, it just kind of popped in my head. Go on then. You say it then. Tendy. All right. I was going to be for Rutherford. Really? Yeah. I, that I do like Lorford, but I like the little character arc that Tendy's on. <laughs> yeah. The, I, yeah, the, I saw, yeah, that was... She started off as this little kind of like, oh yeah, I'm new, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out a bit of a backstory where she was from a family of pilots and stuff. <laughs> and now it's like, 
do you, do you want to be a captain of a ship? I've never thought about it, but yeah. Uh, that I would just like to, uh, where the timeline is, she she wouldn't be quite at captain level unless she got really quick, but I don't want her to do that. <clears throat> but I'd like her just to that sort of like be first officer to somebody and you just see her in the background or something like that. To be, I don't know though, because I mean, there's so many things. I mean, personally, I'd love it if Drax was in it. Not Drax. Strix. Uh, Strix. Strax. Oh my God, what's his name? The one I'd be joining. He was actually my second pick. <laughs> it won't be Drax. Is it Drax? I've got. Oh, Strax. Str- I, I, what's his Strax? It's not Drax because that's the. Uh... Shax. Shax. Please let me fire on them, Captain. I've been very good this week. Please <laughs> let me fire on them. Uh, he's the one that actually kept me entertained right through most of the start of it. Because the start of it was a bit too silly for its own good. Yeah, but he had to give you introduction to the characters. Yeah. <laughs> the one that always makes me laugh, it's season two, I believe. It's uh, the episode where you have that free-armed alien that's the view in the crew, and Boimler just keeps going back in. He was that perfect score. <laughs> you have got 99%. Again. <laughs> That's that's the only time where, um, other than like, <laughs> but that but even that's at foreshadowing for the Boimler crone to be in Section Thirty One because when he puts his mind to something, yeah, yeah, he's a good officer. <laughs> but, yeah, I could do better. <laughs> uh, they and what do you think is uh, Boimler actually going to get into the Section Thirty One files and find out that Beckett's actually an operative? I don't know about that. I don't think it is. I reckon she's maybe an ex-operative. That's why she's so thingy over lose and whatnot. Yeah. How disappointed! I say how disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, the uh, the oh my moment got me. The what moment? Am I in the nexus? To K one to yeah. <laughs> I think oh they 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 they've got Shatney. <laughs> I actually thought they had Shatney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, that was so funny. I'm like, <laughs> generations, generations. Sorry, but yeah. we got so excited over that. Actually, no, I I bought this from Kirk. <laughs> That's the kind of log poo I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not said I don't dislike Decay. No, no. I, and I thoroughly enjoyed his cameo. Well, not even a cameo, it's attachable canon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Good that he actually met Boyman in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you were just dehydrated. You're fine. Oh, no, you were actually dead for two minutes. Oh, yeah, I'm quite <laughs> clinically dead. <laughs> the member to drink on the holodeck. It's like, but the holodeck should be able to provide all that. <laughs> it's a valid point. Would actually the holodeck provide you sustenance? Would would your body process it in that way? Yeah, because it can just replicate matter, can't it? <sighs> so I'm guessing it takes more energy to do that. I'm just thinking that when it's like computer... Crow's oh, program. Hollow emitters. Um, yeah. yeah. The hollow emitters aren't exactly transport technology. You could transport faces everything. <laughs> Side transport, glass of water, please. I'm assuming it's not a waste of energy. Um I'm I'm assuming, and this is just me spitballing, that uh they there would be something in the program like if it's food or water, that's actually replicated. Yeah. Whereas everything else is just light and photons. But if like there's a subsection of like, oh, you're going to eat this. That would make sense of like you know what was it, um, Wesley having shenanigans on the thingy and 
snowballs flying out and shenanigans. Yeah, and, <laughs> and hitting somewhat Picard and later episodes. Yeah, and just... but the, the 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 since snowballs are ice water, mm. it was replicated instead of. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and falling in the water as well. I, I, I was going to bring that out that when people walk out the holodeck and they've got like <clears throat> damage to the stuff, but technically, moisture predominantly. Technically, that if he if he got wet in that water, the safety protocols weren't on. <laughs> he could have drowned. It, it's worse. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're waiting. It's just how the characters you're, are letting. You're an easy target. And you even say, and he even says the next episode is he hates it because it's just how, yeah, how he gets turned on. So, <laughs> he's like, he, he figures it all out, and it's like uh, apparently oh, I haven't seen it yet. Mm. I need to watch it. He's turned, he figures it all out. He goes, "You're welcome, <laughs> adults." Yeah, they. Gene Roddenberry really did like well Wheaton into a corner. Yeah, but this was before the term Marty soon that came about, so that's. You can see a reason why you want to get kids into it again. Yeah. And so the kids identify with the young one. Which is what we were on about with Marvel earlier, that it's like modern Marvel is that kind of aimed at kids, which is kind of turning away the older yeah. hardcore fans. Which literally what happened with the whole, if you remember back to episode one, Trekkies and Trekkers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can't believe I got that long. I mix them backwards, bam pots. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about the... Um, Constitution as well, Constitution class in Excelsior was an open question a couple of episodes ago. Uh, yeah. And they also, no, don't do any research on this because there's a, there was there's a fun question I want to ask. All right. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. You'll probably research it to see it anyway, so. Nah, nah. Oh, uh, yeah. That... It is all about spaceship classes, though. Uh, uh, no, it's like, just popped into my head, like the whole little thing of that last episode, me thinking bod mass was like a biological thing, and then I sent it to you. <laughs> what is it? Missy's Nerg, isn't it? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, give that, I'd, give that as, uh, as, if you listen to the last episode, I went on a, what, two, three minute tangent about vegans and them not being, thing. and I've actually got it up here. Oh, uh, not the I, vegans. Leave the vegans out of it. I can't help it. They're just so... Vegany. Yes. Why vegan stuff? I had to make plant this morning. Well, dinner time. Vegan, I make plant. Yeah. That, that, For free, mind you. Hold that, <laughs> that sounds awful. That's it. I thought it was bod mass, but it's not bod mass. It's Messi's Gren. Movement, respiration, sensitivity, growth, reproduction, excretion, excretion, even. Oh, I went French there. Yeah. Oh, Picard would be proud. And nutrition. I don't know why I confused all that about mass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Like, this it might would. be one of the longest episodes because we just waffled on. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I would watch Moose Knuckle again. <laughs> uh, next episode, I think, will be called the McCard. Picard Maneuver. <laughs> the McCard Panuver. No, no. No, I mean, is, I'm thinking the jokey title shall be One Picard, Two Holes. One Picard, Two Holes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and on that slightly effed up note, see you in a bit. Ta-ra.